medical trainer at the DAF Academy down here in Haddenham, and I'm also a transgender woman. Um, I left school in 1988, so that kind of gives you an idea of how old I am. Um, however, don't ever mention it. Um, and I was a mechanic for 12 years. Uh, I grew up around cars. My dad was a mechanic, my brother was a mechanic, and it just sort of seemed like the natural thing for me to do. I just sort of fell into it, really. Um, I, I'm, back around that time, in the, in the late 80s, early 90s, I, I remember there was quite a lot of bullying in the motor industry. So, for example, you know, guys having their boots filled with grease and hanging people up on poles from the crane and stuff like that. Um, and I imagine it would have been very difficult for someone from the LGBT community to, to feel confident or safe in that environment. But the motor trade has really evolved um, from that time. And I think it's a much more inclusive place now than it ever was back then. Um, and in my particular story, which I'll come to in a moment, I think that's definitely the case, you know, for someone who's quite visibly a part of the LGBT community, which trans people generally are, of course, um, it's, it can be quite daunting. But the motor industry has been very um, accepting of me, particularly, and, and other people I know that are within the industry. So um, it's obviously from that perspective, there's been an awful lot of shift for, for good. Um, so yeah, I was a mechanic for 12 years. As I say, I've been a trainer since 2000. So I've been a trainer for 20 and a bit years now, which is quite scary, really. Um, I started um, to feel the, 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 how, how it kind of came that I became aware that I was female, for example. It goes all the way back to probably the sort of late 80s or early 80s. Um, and I, I would say I was probably around 12 years old. and. Um, puberty started and that all got quite messy um, so yeah um, <clears throat> once I, I kind of discovered that um, my body was changing I didn't like the way it was changing um, that was the first indication for me that something wasn't quite right and that sort of continued on really until sort of later in life when I got into my 20s and 30s and I just got more and more sad as time went on but because of um, the way I was brought up and where I was brought up and the industry to which I was I was involved I felt that the best thing I could do was really just to keep my secret to myself I was going to take it to the grave I was never going to tell anyone how I felt about inside you know that I felt like I was more female than male and, and I was just literally going to carry that secret until the day I died basically um, but then something happened in, in uh, 2015 and I just couldn't do it anymore. It just became too much and um, I plotted my own suicide basically. Um, thankfully I didn't go through with it. I, I, I sort of brought myself back from the brink and I sought help and, and the wonderful people in the NHS looked after me and um, guided me through transition and I became the person I am now and that, that um, is a strong, confident woman um, who now works in the motor industry <laughs> still and uh, I have found that my, my employer, Meteor Management, alongside DAF, where I'm embedded here at the Academy, have been really supportive, so, so supportive and made life very easy for me to, to um, to finish my transition and to get through everything I needed from them um, and it's just enabled me to do my job to the best of my ability and, and look after the, um, the technicians out there in the network and, and do my best job training them and making them awesome technicians. Um, the, 
the things I did to try and keep my secret, I guess, were, and, and this is something you'll find a lot with, particularly with guys, is you overcompensate. So inside, I felt like a woman. So what did I do? I started bodybuilding. I then started martial arts. I then bought motorbikes and more motorbikes and more motorbikes because everything I could do to be more male to try and cure me of how I felt inside. But really, it was never going to fix anything. So ultimately, I was always going to come back to that time in 2015 where a decision had to be made and I made the right decision and it's made me who I am, basically. So that is kind of a potted history of what it's like to be trans. I'm actually in the middle of writing a book about my story, so I mean, hopefully that'll be sort of finished this year, and that sort of um, helps people to kind of, or will hopefully help people to understand a little bit more about how people know that they're trans. It's certainly not a whim. It's definitely not a choice. It's not a um, a, a decision you make lightly. You, you, you're not. You don't decide to be trans. You're born trans. Same as if someone's gay or or lesbian or whatever. You can't decide to be gay. You can't choose to be a lesbian. You, you're born that way, and it's who you are. And you either embrace it or you deny it. But it ultimately will catch up with you, and you will end up embracing it because you can't not be who you are. That's just the way life is. You know, whatever your body looks like, for example, it doesn't necessarily mean your mind looks the same way. Um, so I would say when when you're um, Dealing with people from the LGBT community, something I will always say to people is just be kind. You know, the hashtag be kind is a wonderful thing that's out there at the moment. Um, and it does really relate to a very sort of broad spectrum of things. Um, I find as well with LGBT History Month, it's, it's a perfect opportunity for companies to get on board. Now, not so much um, uh, people that are actually genuinely involved in it, but things like Budweiser, for example, are currently using the, the bisexual flag to sell beer, and I'm loving that because they're just selling beer, you know. Um, being a, a part of the LGBT community is not about rainbows, glitter, and, um, and unicorns. It, it's about your self-identity and who you are, and it's really nice to see Motus embracing that and actually looking at people's individual stories rather than just putting the rainbow flag on things like a lot of companies are these days, and that's really just exploitation, and it's actually just objectifying the LGBT community, and that's not what we're about. So it's nice to get, get um, asked to do something where I can actually be honest about who I am and how my how, how being me sort of fits into the, the whole network of DAF um, and you know DAF Academy and the motor industry. But I thought I'd just finish off my little quick bio with a few sort of tips on how to be a good ally and um, you know if you don't if you're not part of the LGBT community then how you can be a better ally to people who are uh, that you may work with and also bear in mind that you might actually be working with people that you don't know part of the LGBT community because I kept my secret for 32 years. No one knew that I was a woman or felt that I was a woman. Um, And in fact, when I did come out, people said, I would never have guessed that you were female because you were always the guy, always the guy at the bar with the beers, the the biker, the guy with the tattoos and everything else. And, you know, that's part of overcompensation. That's part of coping mechanisms, unfortunately. And that's, that's kind of how we get through things sometimes. And you may not know that someone next to you is gay or, or for example, bisexual or, you know, um, struggling with something. And also you may not know that, for example, the guy you're having a joke with, their daughter might be trans or their son might be trans or, or gay and how that's affecting them as a family. So 
always try and be kind, basically, and just treat everyone as if they are equals to you and, and they're the same. Trans people, gay people, LGBT people, they don't need anything special from anyone. They don't need special treatment. They just want to be treated the same. I just want to be treated like any other woman, not like a special woman, because I'm not. I'm just the same. And that's really what it boils down to, using the right pronouns as well. So, for example, if someone clearly identifies as a woman, then use a female pronoun. If someone is non-binary, for example, or, or genderqueer or gender fluid, then if you're not sure what pro pronoun to use, then ask, because they would rather be asked what their, pro their preferred pronoun is than you just use the wrong one and say, well, I accept it because that's what I feel that you are. Um, so it's a really easy thing to be a good ally. It's just basically um, support those people, treat them as equals, use the right pronouns, and just be kind. And that's all there is to it, really. So thank you for listening, and enjoy um, LGBT History Month, and hopefully have a great weekend. Thanks. <laughs>